up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Got Patrick Brown and Ryan Callahan with me on this episode. And as you can tell by the shorter intro, guys, we have another, another breaking news edition of the podcast. It's just been a crazy, crazy week for Tennessee recruiting, and it just rolls right on. I guess I'll go ahead and get to Ryan first. Ryan, why are we having another one of these breaking news podcasts? Because for the eighth time in nine days, uh, these are becoming daily at this point, sometimes twice daily, uh, Tennessee has added another commitment to its 2021 class. It's another big-time, high-priority target, a top 247 prospect at that, four-star offensive tackle, Colby Smith of Reedsville, North Carolina, picking Tennessee over North Carolina, NC State, South Carolina, and Louisville uh, on Monday, and uh, joining Tennessee's just absolute tear on the recruiting trail that's uh, elevated this class into the top five. And now I believe maybe number two nationally, uh, if everything works out with the numbers the way we think uh, in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. So just uh, an unbelievable run that we've talked about repeatedly and it's just showing no signs of stopping with Tennessee adding another another big piece this time starting on this offensive line class, a position they hadn't addressed uh, before today. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to catch Ohio State for that top spot for a while. Those numbers in that class are, are pretty ridiculous. But we're talking Tennessee here, and this Tennessee class is just – this thing is just getting crazy. Pat, it, when you look at this Smith kid as a prospect, I guess we've wondered kind of – during this bender Tennessee's been on for the past eight or nine days here, where, you know, it's like, okay, got a couple defensive linemen, got some skill guys. How about some O-linemen? Well, here's some beef, right? This kid looks like he, he could fill out and be a really nice O-lineman. Yeah, Wes, and it looks like he, you know, projects potentially as an offensive tackle. You know, Tennessee brought in a, uh, some interior guys in this last class, the 2020 class with Cooper Mays, who's a uh, center, and then the two guards, Javante Spriggins and, uh, and James Robinson. But, uh, Colby Smith looks like a guy that could, uh, you know, play tackle at the next level. I think he's about six seven, uh, around three hundred. Um, is playing right tackle and left tackle for his high school team. Also plays some uh, on the defensive line, where you really see some of his athleticism. And uh, I think Tennessee certainly will uh, view some of the ways, uh, you know, the way he plays on that defensive line uh, with his uh, athleticism and his his footwork uh, as, as translating out at tackle, where you you need to be pretty athletic to handle uh, speed edge rushers and and some of the. Uh, some of the better athletes in the SEC that those guys have to block every game. Ryan, when you look at at this kid as a prospect, I know you you followed this recruitment a, a little bit here. You know, I, I see that that this kid has really I don't want to say emerged out of nowhere because Tennessee's been all over this kid. But when you hear Jeremy Pruitt say that that he's going to take over a kid's recruitment personally, I, I think that probably gives you an indication of what Tennessee thinks about this kid, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. They So Tennessee offered him in January, uh, and he visited uh, Knoxville 10 days later for what was actually his most recent visit on February 1st uh, for one of the Vols' junior days. First time he'd been on campus. And I spoke with him right after that visit. And and sometimes you can just kind of tell, you know, kids don't tip their hands much. But I, but I said before I even hung up with the kid, I said to myself, Tennessee's got a real shot at him. Um, and, and you could just sort of tell the way he was talking about the school. Um, he, he just – he just sounds like a uh, one, one of those Southern kids who, who the idea of playing in the SEC, even though he's a North Carolina native, appealed to him. Uh, he just felt comfortable with Tennessee's staff. Uh, I think Will Friend connected with him pretty well, the offensive line coach. He's been his main recruiter. Jeremy Pruitt, again, as you said, has taken over his recruitment, and he told me that back in March. And anytime you hear that about the head coach being that involved, I think that obviously, obviously tells you he's high on Tennessee's board. Um, but obviously a guy Tennessee thought they could get. And, and to go into North Carolina, a state that's loaded this year, get a guy like that when North Carolina's on absolute tear in recruiting, 
Um, you know, I, I don't know what the situation was with North Carolina, but clearly North Carolina and NC State were both involved. And for Tennessee to win a battle like this, definitely a big deal. And, and Jay Graham also was involved, a North Carolina native as well. It's important for Tennessee to do well in that state. And this is obviously a huge pickup for multiple reasons. Yeah, you look at Tennessee historically, when, when Tennessee's, you know, got the thing going on, usually Tennessee's going over into North Carolina, up into Virginia and getting guys. I think there's been no secret that when those states have been good to Tennessee, it's really helped the program. And, and Pat, when you look at Smith as a prospect here, you know, a lot of times it, it's like you, you almost sign, and it's not this way every time, but there are a lot of times where you sign a kid kind of hoping he can play tackle, but if not, you're pretty darn sure he can play guard. This looks like a kid that, you know, it, it, it's 6'7", the legit 6'7", that's kind of hard to move inside here. So so he really, really seems to probably project as a tackle, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think he does. But, again, you, you never really know when a guy gets to campus how his body may fill out and, and you know, does he play, you know, can he play low enough to be a guard if he needs to. But uh, I, I once had a, an assistant coach tell me that recruiting the offensive line is the hardest position to recruit because those guys – can change so much when you get them into a uh, college weight program, nutrition plan, all those things. Um, and, and certainly you're trying to project what these guys are going to look like in two, three, four years. Cause a lot of them need to be developed, you know, physically and, 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 and a lot of other different ways too, in terms of uh, playing with the right technique, playing with the right leverage, their steps have to be a certain way. It's a very technical position on the offensive line. And so um, that, that's what makes it so difficult to, so, to recruit and evaluate because, you can take what a guy does on film and it may look like one thing and then you get to campus and work with them and, uh, and things may be different, but um, yeah, I think at, at six, seven with some of the athleticism that, that Smith has, I think he could project as a tackle at the next level, right tackle, left tackle, we'll have to wait and see. He's played both in high school. Um, his first play on his, on his junior film is him playing actually on the defensive line and he gets in the backfield real quick, reads a screen pass. They try to throw it over him, jumps up, tips the ball to himself, really athletic play for uh, a guy of his size. So, uh, when, when you're trying to recruit and evaluate and, and bring offensive linemen in, you're, you're trying to see a lot of the, the raw abilities and, and see stuff that as a coach you can you can work with and develop and mold. And uh, I think Tennessee sees a lot of those positive attributes that uh, that Will Friend and, and Jim Cheney like to have in their offensive linemen. I think that, that Smith has a lot of those things. And that's why he's been uh, a, a, an important target for Tennessee in this class. Yeah, you touched on something important there, the, the, just the development, because I think, I think Colby Smith is definitely – not the kind of plug-and-play guy on the offensive line that people might think of when they see a highly ranked guy. I think a ton of upside, though, and, and what you said there, you know, he plays on defense a lot in high school, or has up to this point. Um, so he hasn't gotten to focus on one side of the ball really yet. I think he knows he still has a lot of untapped potential. He said he's, he needs to get in the weight room. He knows that once he gets into a college training conditioning program, he's going to sort of blow up. And, and I think as he gets better, you know, this is a guy a year or two in the program, and that's the way most offensive linemen are. Very few freshmen can go in and start right away. But this is a guy that in a year or two, I think, really could be challenging for some playing time, but maybe just not a day one starter in a program that's developing the way Tennessee's is, but just a good player, I think, who down the road has a chance to be really good. There's a lot more to talk about here with Colby Smith and Tennessee's recruiting class, and we're going to get right back to that. But for just one second, uh, we're going to step away and get to uh, an ad. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Got a breaking news edition here. Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan, Patrick Brown talking about Tennessee, adding Colby Smith from Rockingham County High School in Reedsville, North Carolina, a big six foot seven offensive lineman. And, and Ryan, we touched on this just a little bit earlier, talking about Smith as a player. But but in for Tennessee's class in general, when you're looking at the offensive line, what were the priorities in terms of you know maybe numbers or what they were looking at? Because clearly you want to take the best players available, but there's also a positional component to this. Where where is the offensive line on the list of priorities for Tennessee in this class? I I think it's pretty high, but they they are in an interesting spot because you've got to start preparing for life after Trey Smith. He's obviously going into his senior year. They just got Cade Mays as a transfer. You know, if he's eligible this year, he theoretically is, is draft eligible if he has a good year. So, that, you know, you could be looking to replace a lot. You got Brandon Kennedy as a, in his sixth year of eligibility. So you kind of need to bring in that next generation of guys. And you didn't really sign a huge offensive line class in 2020. As you said, you know, James Robinson, Javante Spragans, uh, those guys sort of rebuilt the interior for Tennessee and Cooper Mays, it's uh, a likely center, but you didn't really get that true tackle. Now there is a guy in that 2020 class, Reginald Perry, who's, who's been recruited as a defensive lineman, but maybe has the potential to play offensive tackle, but they maybe didn't get a true tackle in that class. So they needed a couple tackles for sure in this class. Colby Smith, I think, as Patrick said, gives you one. Uh, you probably need at least one more in this class, at least a guy who can play tackle to go along with them. And you probably need, Somewhere in the vicinity of four offensive linemen, but again, the addition of Cade Mays as a transfer at least gives you some flexibility there. Where if you if you maybe have to end up with three or so, you could get away with it. But I think probably a, a fairly big offensive line class, um, not one of Tennessee's most pressing needs, but one you definitely need to address. Pat, does it seem like Tennessee during this bender that they're on right now is pretty much just going to get like a starting eleven? You know, basically, it seems like now that they're adding a couple linemen too. If they got a couple guys play Ironman in this class, uh, basically in the past uh, nine days or so, it looks like looks like they've gotten a pretty good squad. Yeah, I mean they're they're on their way to that. This has just been uh, just an unreal hot streak that they're they're on now. It's eight eight nine days. I mean we're having to struggle to keep count of it, and uh, even Sunday. You get one right after the other. There's been a couple of days where there's been two, so um, it's just been um, just been crazy. And, and you look at you know this this will move Tennessee up into uh, the number two spot in the, in the national rankings. You look at the recruiter rankings. Tennessee's got the number you know top three guys in the SEC right now: Derek Ansley, T. Martin, and Brian Niedermeyer. You know, Jay Graham's done a good job as well. So um, I know a lot of people are probably surprised by this, but uh, when you look at Tennessee staff and you see some of the recruiter, recruiters that they've got. Um, Maybe it's not that surprising that, that Tennessee is, is sort of on a, on a hot streak right now. But um, obviously the challenge moving forward is, is going to be keeping some of these guys because 
know, when you bring in talented players, you know, Tennessee beat out some, some really good programs to, to land these guys. And those programs aren't going to, uh, they're not going to stop. They're not going to, they're going to keep recruiting these guys. And uh, who knows what the future holds in terms of the recruiting calendar. Are there going to be summer camps? When do visits uh, start back up? When can, can guys go, you know, go to campus and, and, and see programs up close? Um, that's why Tennessee did, you know, Tennessee doing such a good job of getting a lot of guys on campus in, in January and February before everything was shut down. One of those guys was Smith, you know, Kobe Smith. So uh, getting so many guys to campus when they could was turned out to be a really big uh, development for Tennessee. Um, and, it, and it's paid off now as has, as is having a, a lot of good recruiters that Tennessee does on its staff. Ryan, when, when you look at sort of, I guess of the three of us here, you're certainly the one who, who would be the most tapped into, you know, the, the Tennessee recruiting scene, the Southeast recruiting scene, the national recruiting scene, all of that. When, when you look at, at, just, just sort of the trends right now. How much is Tennessee's name popping right now? Uh, is it is it popping as much as those people from the outside would, would imagine that it is? And and if so, sort of where does this thing go next? I mean, how 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 long can they keep this kind of ridiculous streak going? I I think Tennessee's name is popping uh, nationally, regionally. We've already seen a couple other major programs. You know, people have taken some tweets from Georgia and Oklahoma's uh, official Twitter accounts, uh, you know, videos of their recent wins over Tennessee and sort of uh, thinking that's kind of a shot at Tennessee. Yeah, sort of, Georgia's, sort of Georgia's, was, Georgia's was a crop dust is, is basically what Georgia was trying to do there. That was <laughs> kind of a, that was a, that was a bitter crop dust from the dogs. But go on, I just, I, I remember the Georgia one for sure. Yeah, so you, so you definitely think some people are taking notice. I think you see Brian, see Brian Niedermeyer, obviously very vocal on Twitter, uh, saying people were mad before. They're big mad now after, uh, after I believe, Sunday's edition of Cody Brown and, uh, and, and Deshaun Rucker. So people are clearly taking notice of it. And I think people are just sort of, you know, there might be, might be some skeptics out there sort of wondering if Tennessee can sustain this or whether they'll finish as high in the rankings as they are now. But the bottom line is they clearly see Tennessee moving in the right direction. Uh, and, and the impressive thing is it's, it's gotten to the point where the momentum is feeding into it a little bit. Uh, Colby Smith, you know, talking with him before he revealed the decision, you know, he, he admitted seeing that the, the other players committing sort of maybe sped up his timeline for a decision a little bit because he'd seen North Carolina's class start to fill up as well. And he didn't want his spot to be taken by anybody else at Tennessee. So those things can sort of feed into it uh, where, where you're, you're piling on commitments because you're getting commitments. So I think that's definitely happening and other players are definitely taking notice of what Tennessee is doing. And that's going to give them a chance to maybe be in some more big time battles down the stretch. But yeah, I don't think they're done yet. And we obviously know some guys who are announcing soon that are taking a pretty hard look at Tennessee. Yeah, Pat, I, I guess we, we go back to that, that, uh, that tweet that Jay Graham had several days ago. I think it was Jay Graham who had like the, the, the reservation on the table basically um, saying, Hey, um, uh, he wasn't even really that subtle about it. That was basically saying, listen, uh, it's about to get real here in Knoxville. And if you want to be here, you better go ahead and get a seat at the table. Yeah, uh, that was Jay Graham. And I don't know if it was directed at Cody Brown because uh, Tennessee already had a couple of running backs committed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it if it was, it worked because Brown committed on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, there's uh, spots are filling up fast in this class. And that's a question we get a lot is, you know, how do they fill out the remaining spots? And Ron, I know you've pointed this out on, on the checkerboard quite a bit, but there's going to be a lot of moving pieces between now and uh, in December in the early signing period. If, if they, you know, if the recruiting schedule doesn't, if they don't bump that back just because nobody's been able to take a visit for a couple months now, um, when, whenever visits get going back up, it's going to get fired up again. Uh, could be even wilder 
uh, down the stretch leading into December and even into February. Um, but if you're Tennessee, you have to, you know, you, you obviously are thrilled about what you're doing right now because you're bringing in a lot of good players that a lot of good programs want. Um, and, and as Ryan touched on, the momentum seems to be uh, sort of feeding itself and sort of, um, you know, all these commitments are getting other guys to take notice and now they want to commit. And so um, that that's, I mean, that's pretty much what you want, isn't it? I mean, if you're, if you're Tennessee at this point, you, you know, with recruiting being kind of shut down, this is what you want. You want this kind of momentum. You want this kind of publicity. You want a lot of good players jumping in and, and turning the heads of some other good players. And um, Jeremy Pruitt talks about it a lot. He talks about, you know, some of your best recruiters are guys on your current team and, and, and certainly some of the guys on your current commit list too, uh, help in that sort of fight. Cause players, you know, they know guys that are in the program now know, know what the vision is for this, for Pruitt and the staff. And they're able to sell that to guys who commit. And then the guys that commit are able to sell that to guys that are thinking about committing. And so that it just all kind of feeds into itself. And, and that's why Tennessee's kind of on this ridiculous run right now. Ryan well, and Patrick, just to quickly build on a point you made there, uh, this year, the chaos, we don't know exactly everything's going to happen. And one of the – Colby Smith, to me, is a great example of this. He, he didn't really have a, a long, long list of offers yet, even though he chose Tennessee over a handful of other major programs. He, to me, is the kind of guy who might have blown up this spring if coaches had been on the road and if he'd gotten a chance to go to some summer camps. So those guys who didn't see their stock rise this spring, that still might happen later this year. And then you still might have to fight off some other teams. I think Tennessee's fine with Colby Smith, but that's just an example. But – you're, you're going to fight off some teams for, for some of these guys they've just landed, and you're going to see some guys in Tennessee's class that maybe they aren't as high on later this year as they were at the time they committed. History tells us that's always going to happen. So don't worry too much about the numbers if you're thinking Tennessee's going to be full by the end of May because I, I don't think that's a huge concern. I think that's a pretty good place to leave it, guys. That was a pretty good discussion because I was going to ask Ryan a follow-up question there, but he went ahead and uh, he went ahead and uh, answered it himself. So now I don't have to ask I, it. So thanks for that, Ryan. As always, Ryan knew. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hashtag Ryan knew. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go ahead. That's no, all good, guys. I'm going to go ahead and play the music and get us out of here. Thanks, guys. Guys, thanks for tuning in, as always. You can find all of us on social media. West Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey on Twitter. You can also go to Twitter.com slash GoVols 24-7 or Facebook.com com slash govals247 or you can get that delicious east tennessee mountain spring water right from the source at govals247.com or if you join us right now you can get a free uh you get free cbs all access for for as long as you're paying us full price you go right to cbs all access that's a hundred dollar value in your pocket every year for free and last thing before we step out of here i'm going to say this again guys i can see the numbers i can see how many people are listening to this podcast and that number doesn't jive with the number of reviews that we've got on some of these platforms. So subscribe to this podcast, rate it, review it, and leave a review in there. If you love it, tell us. Uh, we'd love to hear that. If you want to give constructive criticism, we'll take that too. Uh, just go ahead and whether it's iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, wherever it is, go there, uh, review it, rate it. And uh, write us a little bit in there. We, uh, we, we might even take some questions from there one day. So go do that. I don't ask for that enough. Go do that. I can see how many people are listening. And uh, we need to have more reviews in there to match that number. So do that. And uh, if nothing else, guys, you'll hear from us, uh, unless there's another commit, which there always could be with Tennessee right now, you will hear from us on Tuesday. See you. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.